You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Again, YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co-host with us this morning, Mark Teresi, yes. executive director. Mark, you look a bit tired this week, this morning. Uh, yeah, before you ask how my weekend was. The one highlight was our son and his wife and our little two-year-old James came over for breakfast on Saturday because I know nothing about technology. And our son fixed the TV and fixed this and fixed that. And little James loves it because our condo has a long corridor, which he doesn't have at home. And all he did was run back and forth, back and forth. The energy level of children... Unbelievable. You see him in the back of church running. You see him in playgrounds yelling and running. And, Mark, we were once like that. Yeah, what happened? Back and forth. And what happened in terms of the energy level of children, but they're so without guile. What you see is what you get. So here James sees a long corridor. I'm glad yeah. I can walk it. Right. And, and, he's, and he's doing laps. Right. And, and as they observe things, like he squats down. And he's and I thought, oh my God, I'd never get up if I squatted down. Yeah. It would take two guys to get me <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly, it's just unbelievable. And uh, oh. well, the Bears lost again. Yeah, and it's not that uh, Justin Fields is a great quarterback, tremendous athlete, phenomenal runner, and developing as a passer. And the Bears lost to a very good team, the Miami right. Dolphins, and the the Bulls are but struggling. He, the he can't Black do Hawks it alone, though. Fields he can't, can't do it alone. Do it alone. They're in the rebuilding mode and watch two, three years down the road as they build up draft choices, get free agency. They'll be very competitive, but they're very entertaining. Yeah. They lose 35-32. They've put up a lot of points the last three weeks. Defense I thought your socks, your White Sox were in a rebuilding mode this year. Oh, rebuilding? <laughs> They're supposed to be World Series. I know. Oh, it's, 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 it can't, can't go there. No. But uh, congratulations to the Houston Astros. Yeah. The uh, World Series champs, I was actually cheering for the Phillies because they came out of the last wild card spot with 87 victories. The number six seed went all the way to the World Series. Clearly the underdogs who got hot in Kyle Schwarber, an ex-Cub. How about a Tremendous home run hitter and team player for Philadelphia. So baseball, it took until like November 5th for baseball to come to a close. Now we can focus on football, hockey, and basketball, but we don't have great teams in Chicago. But now, our, it's older, fun our older listeners and viewers would remember Mike Royko coined the, oh, sure. the Chicago factor, 
where guys were traded and then like Shorebirds in the World Series. Oh, and careers took off. Yeah. And careers took off. We have a great program lined up again. 312-255-8408-WNDZ, 750AM. Get us also on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. The vocation of a deacon is to serve the bishops and priests in ministry, the people of God. Permanent deacons, especially married ones, often exercise their ministry within the context of their local parish. Deacons assist priests and bishops in celebrating the sacraments and the educational and charitable programs of the parishes. The Archdiocese of Chicago has the largest Catholic diaconate community in the world with 514 active deacons involved in 210 parishes and agencies within the Archdiocese of Chicago. Since 1972, which is 50 years now, the Archdiocese has ordained 1,464 men as permanent deacons. With us as guest, Deacon James Norman, who heads up the diaconate program in Chicago, and Deacon Dave Brensick. James and Dave, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Those are some very phenomenal numbers, 514 active deacons in the archdiocese, 1,464 ordained in the last 50 years. Uh, and I'll tell you, I've served and worked with many deacons in the archdiocese, tremendous oh, men, yeah. and also with their wives, wonderful couples who've served the people of God so well. Out of curiosity, James, ordained a deacon in what year? 2013. And Dave? So approaching 10 years. How about you, Dave? 1999. 19, okay, so 23 years and approaching nine years. And uh, James, you are from what parish growing up as a child? Our Lady of Sorrows Basilica. Oh. Okay, and how about for you, Dave? St. Nicholas of Tolentine on the southwest side. And what high school, Dave? Hubbard High School, Catholic Grammar School. And how, what Catholic Grammar, okay, and how about what, what high school? St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas, how about for you, high school, James? St. Ignatius, College Prep. Okay, St. Ignatius. So it, uh, well, maybe for listeners, there's still sometimes what I call a lot of confusion between the permanent diaconate, transitional mm-hmm. diaconate, and priesthood. People get very, very confused. So either James or Dave, in just maybe a, a minute or two, briefly, the difference, like in your roles, what are you presently and what does it mean to be a permanent deacon in the Archdiocese of Chicago? So, and I'll let Dave jump in as well. So, I'm a permanent deacon, married. Uh, the deacon is the icon of Christ the servant. Uh, it's a threefold ministry service to the word, proclaiming the word of God, which we should all do as baptized Catholics, being priest, prophet, and king. The second is service in the liturgy. And then the third is service to poor, so acts of charity. So threefold ministry, the icon of Christ, the servant. I'm a permanent deacon, different from someone who's pursuing on the path towards ordination as a priest. They go through transitional deacon for about a six-month period. Want to add to that, Also, uh, we, we take a vow of, um, you know, many of the deacons are married, so that's their first uh, vocation. Uh, so we take a vow that if our wives um, you know, precede us in death, that we will not marry again. And remain as deacons, but now in a celibate state. Yes. 
Now, as as you look at your vocation, one of the things that I had read not too long ago was um, you presented a check to St. Nicholas Cathedral School in support of their ministry. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? You know, why St. Nicholas? How did you folks as deacons see that as an important connect for your ministry? Uh, As a result of the war in Ukraine, over 70 students um, from Ukraine, along with their families, came to Chicago and and, uh, St. Nicholas um, housed those, uh, took those students in at school and supported their families. So this was a community that was, their heart had reached out, but they were overwhelmed by the need. So the deacons thought in that icon, that third icon of Mm -hmm. service, that we could be of assistance there. And so uh, you spoke earlier, uh, Father, about the size of the diaconate in, in Chicago, and it's actually the largest in the world. But I think the most important thing is the heart of this community, which has really been uh, overwhelming to me as the new vicar, their generosity in their heart. This, this donation uh, came from the diaconate council which is an arm of, of the diaconate community, if you want to think of it as um, a men's club of, of the parish. You know, they, they raise funds and they take those funds and use it to donate various charities. Uh, we have standard charities that we give every year to, at Lent. But this was a special uh, situation with the, with the, you know, in Ukraine and all, many of these children coming over that the, the council decided they wanted to do something special to try to help, uh, you know, the, the Ukraine the Ukrainian refugees coming. If we back up a little bit, and maybe for our listeners, uh, beginning with James and then Dave, is people have to realize the both of you were not ordained the permanent diaconate in a vacuum. It just didn't appear one day. And I'm sure if anybody had told you 30 years ago that you'd one day be permanent deacons in the archdiocese, you would have said, probably not. So maybe for, <laughs> for a moment... Uh, James, tell us your story. Who inspired you? Who challenged you? Who uh, was inspirational in the road to Diagon? And then also then for uh, Dave. So I think initially for me, family, my grandmother specifically, she tells a story um, that if we have time, I'll share later the story about. Tell the story now. uh, About a prophetess. uh, About me at about three or four years old, I went to church with her. There was a prophetess at the church, so she's from a Protestant faith. And I was somewhere back in the congregation. My grandmother was up front, and the, and so we weren't together, so there was no way the prophetess could know. And she said, well, you have a, a grandson, and he, he's here, um, and, and you know God has a calling on his life. I believe he's going to be a priest or a preacher one day. So I, I would hear that story occasionally. Um, as a child, you know, just every now and then. Uh, and then I think going through Catholic schools, I uh, started at Our Lady of Sorrows, then went to Precious Blood, uh, to see the priest and the, the women, the, the religious, pour in and dedicate themselves in our community, and I'm from the west side of Chicago, uh, was, I think, the first inkling of what, you know, service looked like for me and and was inspiring just that model of giving back faithful service i remember very distinctly kind of the care and love especially the religious uh, put into us kids in grade school 
And I started considering it there at um, then Precious Blood and thinking about going to Quigley North. We would never mm-hmm. go to Quigley South, mm-hmm. but Quigley North at that time and thinking about seminary. The building um, that we happen to be in right now for the radio program is a former Quigley Seminary, which was right. Mark's High School. Right. Yeah, we're, right. we were built on the pool, I think. Exactly. We're, we're now over the pool. Mm-hmm. So then went to uh, St. Ignatius and then... Um, Later on in life, um, just felt this calling uh, or questioning, really, right? Um, and I, I say I spent probably 10 years searching for, I'll quote, truth um, wherever I could find it and realize I'd, I'd looked everywhere but in depth in the Bible uh, while I was attending church. So I started that process and then uh, started talking to other men about the possibilities of, of being a deacon, being a a preacher, you know, um, and I thought about the call for about 10 years and it just stayed with me until I said, yes, it was always there mm-hmm. until I said, yes. Um, and so I made that decision, uh, back in 2009. That is a great, great story. Dave, we're going to look get to your story, but Mark's going to take us to break. We come back, Dave, your story to the diaconate road. We're at WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago, 312 312- Two five five eight four zero eight. Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Treacy here. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. There is no doubt this life is short. It is in you I trust to spread your truths, your goodness, and love. It is you who will give a leader to our church. Who will fill these shoes. 
we are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day, knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. We're back, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz here, Mark Teresi. We're with Deacon James Norman and Deacon Dave Brensick. Deacon Dave, your story, your vocation story. Sure. I think for um, many deacons, it started with an invitation from a, a pastor, from another deacon, because they recognize uh, something in this, you know, individual that uh, they have potential to be, you know, uh, a deacon. Uh, I was um, very involved in my parish uh, at the time it was Saint Barbara in Brookfield. Mm -hmm. I was a lector. I was a Eucharistic minister. I was involved with RCA. I was, in, I, my wife and I were involved with the, the local beds, uh, the local homeless program. And uh, one time when we were at the cathedral, uh, Deacon John Debnar, who was a longtime deacon at St. Barbara, we were talking and he said, Dave, have you ever thought about the diaconate? And at the time I had two young children. Um, they were in grammar school. And he says, you know, you're doing everything that a deacon does, you know, you're, with, with your involvement in, in the parish. He goes, I think you should seriously consider it. So that kind of got me thinking, you know, but I had two young children and I'm like, no, it's, it's not the right time. Uh, shortly after that, I, a seminarian came, to, uh, came to, to the parish to talk about vocations. And... Again, it got me thinking about, hmm, maybe I should, you know, really consider this sometime. Uh, and the kind of the clincher for me, and, and this is kind of an unusual story, is that uh, one morning I had a very vivid dream. Uh, and I dreamt that Deacon John and I were in the sacristy of St. Barbara, and John was placing the stole of the deacon over me. Wow. And... I woke up, you know, like, <laughs> uh, maybe God wants me to do this now. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time, my wife was not Catholic. She was Methodist. I talked to Jane about what had happened and the strong feelings I was having. And she said, I think you're being called. Wow. So that's that was that's my story. Uh, and um, it's 
that the diaconate has been uh, one of the greatest blessings in my life. Well, you are both a blessing to all of us in our diocese and beyond, way beyond your parishes and families. It's interesting, you know, someone could say, oh, Dave, what a coincidence you had that dream. And I love the definition of coincidence. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Great definition. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. So thank you for sharing those two profound stories. Maybe a question that, you know, to help do some clarification. James, what is the biggest myth about the diaconate that you wanted to always tell people that the diaconate is not? So what's some of the myths out there, like, oh, is a deacon, is this or this? And you're saying, no, that's not true. I'm sure that, both answer that question beginning, though, with uh, James. You're, you're, James, really can see you on TV or on video, you're, you're laughing. Smile. Well, you know, one of the biggest things I, I often have to remind people, I wasn't always a deacon. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I, that I'm a person, too. Um, I think the most one of the remarkable things, immediately after ordination, people started to say deacon and James Norman disappeared. I don't know if that happened for Dave as well, but it's like that identity disappeared. So I, I constantly have to remind people that, yeah, I, I, I wasn't always a deacon. Um, sometimes there is confusion in the back of the church between a priest and a deacon. The deacon usually has a stole across the shoulder. Um, and if he has on formal vestments, he has sleeves, which symbolizes that uh, they can be about deacons are about working um, uh, and serving. Uh, so that's one that you can identify. Dave, I don't know if there are other myths that you've run across to consistently. Uh, deacon, I've had several people ask, well, what, so what are deacons uh, paid? What's what's the salary of a deacon? <laughs> Not much. And, uh, like, well, you know, there's great, there's great uh, eternal insurance is what we <laughs> say. But uh, no, we don't get paid. It's, you know, and like your volunteers, I'm like, oh, yeah, we we do it because we love to serve. And some, it just stuns some people. We're, we're, we're at the cathedral, we're blessed with three phenomenal deacons. We have Deacon Dan Welter, Deacon Dennis Roback, and Deacon uh, Stan Strom, and fourth, Deacon Mike McCluskey. So we're very blessed for years with uh, strong deacons at Holy Name Cathedral. And also, when you mentioned about the stole, but see, when people, many times when people see a deacon, oh, hi, Father, hi, Father, because just assuming that you have an Alban, you're a priest. I always tell people, one shoulder is a sign of diaconate. The stole over both shoulders is a sign of priesthood. So, but people don't see that right away. They say, oh, hi, Father, how are you? Oh, I'm a deacon. I mean, not me, but for you. And uh, mm-hmm. so it gets confusing, but it's all about serving the Lord. Mark? So let me flip it. To you, so Father Greg Sackowitz, Rector, Holy Name Cathedral. You've been pastor to other parishes. How do you see the role of deacon? Well, first of all, since I've been newly ordained back in 1979, uh, in every parish I've been involved in, I've been blessed with tremendous deacons. Most of them married, so the couples and their families. For me, it's been a very, very positive experience. And they are, Dave and James have already talked about in terms of serving the people of God in word, liturgy, and of the poor. And it's also, it's an attitude. It's one of giving. It's one of sacrificing. It's being there for your people and asking people, 
what do you want to have happen and let's make it happen let's make this work together and so just personally you know because the diaconate started in 72 ordained in 79 at church of the holy spirit so the all 44 years or 43 and a half years the role of the deacon is someone who the word is also assisting but also they take tremendous leadership in their faith communities and it shows and uh, so when i see james here and dave you both would be welcomed at the cathedral. I'm not taking you from your parishes, <laughs> but it'd be a, a joy to be with you. And, uh, and I, I look at some. So I look at someone like even Mark Teresi. Mark, you started Quigley and Niles College. That's where we met. And Mark chose the sacrament of marriage. With beautiful mm-hmm. wife Mary and four children, wonderful children, and now grandchildren. But Mark, you would have been a tremendous priest or deacon. Out of curiosity. Were you so busy with serving the people of God in your career, because your whole life has been church, that you chose not the diaconate? Well, James and Dave had that call. You know, I never felt that call. My call was to serve the church the way I've right. I've done it. And, <laughs> and you've done a phenomenal job. Well, and thanks. everybody knows Mark Teresi. But, well, but the great thing for me, separate from your guys, or and I want to talk about the sacramental piece, is music has been a part of my ministry for for almost 50 years, and I've been able sacramentally to be present to people in that role. Now, what about both of you? So James, maybe, and then Dave, sacramentally, explain to folks your sacramental role as deacons. And so um, there, uh, two I'll, in two ways I'll describe that. So you'll see you'll see a deacon obviously in the mass, mm-hmm. assisting with mass. You'll see deacons uh, witnessing weddings. You'll see uh, deacons performing baptisms. Uh, you'll see deacons leading prayer service or Eucharistic adoration, maybe participating there. Uh, you'll find me, for instance, uh, at Saint Ethel Rita School on the first Friday of each month leading a prayer service for the children, the teachers, and the families. You'll find me uh, at our Dignity Breakfast on the second and fourth Saturday of each month at Our Lady of Sorrows Basilica, feeding uh, homeless men and women, uh, along with other volunteers. Uh, You might see me leading a retreat, or um, Dave was just facilitating a retreat, a men's retreat this weekend. And I'll let Dave share some of where he's involved as a deacon. Thank yeah, you. and we have deacons, you know, um, I'm involved with the bereavement ministry, uh, visiting the sick. Uh, we had deacons uh, serving at, at uh, helping at hospitals in the prison. Uh, you know, things like a Zacchaeus house, which is a transitional home for, for men in um, coming out of prison or have, have uh, maybe homeless. Uh, so deacons can serve in a variety of, of capacities. Um, you know, and someone might say, well, you know, you don't have to be ordained to do those things, to, to be able to uh, bring community at the hospital or, or the sick or whatever. But it's the, being a deacon is so much more. It it transforms you uh, and your relationship with with the Lord. Um, but when I, during formation. Uh, if, if I if I may, um, it was a I'm, I'm a writer, and 
the experience that I had with, the, with how the Holy Spirit was guiding me through formation was just so inspirational. And I said, if I if I may, I, this is something. This is a a psalm that I that I wrote right before I was ordained. Um, Accept me, Lord, as your humble servant. Let me be thy instrument. I seek to serve your people, Lord, giving of myself and all I do. Your words of hope are on my lips. Your message of peace will I proclaim. The cries of the poor move my heart. Help me, Lord, to ease their burdens. The grieving long to be consoled. Use me, Lord, to bring them peace. Lord, pour forth your Holy Spirit that I may share your sacred grace. Accept me, Lord, as your humble servant. Let me be thy instrument. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing We're that. going to end on the program Very on this beautiful. note, that segment. So uh, you wrote that then, Dave, about 1999? Yeah, right before nation, yes. Right before nation. And uh, now, James, if anybody would like to learn more about the diaconate program, give us an email address, give us a phone number. Uh, you can contact Sister Caroline at 847-837-4563. That number once there again. Are one more time. Uh, Sister Caroline, 847-837-4563. There is an Explore in the Diaconate um, program or session held every month uh, of the year. Uh, it's usually at 7.30 p.m. They are by Zoom. The next one will be December 6th, and that's put on by the Institute for Diaconal Studies, led by our Director of Diaconal Studies, and that's uh, Deacon Bob Puhala. It's an exceptional program uh, with exceptional staff. I encourage you, if you have the calling, or please uh, go to one of the sessions, meet the staff, uh, explore and learn more about the diaconate. And that um, phone number one more time, James. The number again, 847-837-4563. I want to thank in a very Sister special Caroline. way, Sister Caroline, uh, Deacon James Norman and Deacon Dave Brensick. You've both been phenomenal. You've been on the program before. Yeah, You'll be on again. You both, along with your wives and families, are such a great witness. And also, we need you. So thank you for the love you show and compassion and serving the poor, word, liturgy. So thank you to James and to Dave. Listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi, stay with us. And again, do not touch that dial.